0: Hey guys, welcome to The Mike Charleston Show. I know this is going to be a little bit different of a show. Um, we are not in our studio, as, a, as you can see, and if you can tell by my voice, I got a little sick this week and lost my voice, and therefore we couldn't do our normal recording. So, on the road, Abigail and Joshua have put together a best of. We've been wanting to do a best of, and so we're going to do a best of. What are some of your best moments, babe?
1: Wow, my best moments? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: hopefully some of the ones they came up with. Yes, yes. So we, hopefully you'll enjoy this. This is from the last year and a half uh, from the show. Some some of it's from even before it was on YouTube. and um, But hopefully you'll enjoy that. And yes, next week we'll come back and we're going to finish talking about some of the Calvinist questions. But hopefully you'll enjoy the show.
2: First and foremost. Can we get this out? Not first and foremost, because we've already had four first and foremost. <laughs> this is number five? Yes, this is a number <laughs>
3: We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. All right, so first
0: up on our best of show is Larry's phone. You remember Larry's phone? I
3: remember.
0: It was such a headache with his phone. It became a thing. So we found a couple clips of his phone cut now, him just disappearing. And uh, so anyway, I hope you enjoy this.
2: Okay, well, I guess if you just heard that, Larry, I think we just lost Larry. Um, Larry, uh, do we have Larry back?
4: Larry, what are you doing?
2: Okay, did you drop (laughs) off? Are you back?
4: I did. I am back. Technology, it's it's great when it works.
2: Yes. The battery died, I guess. So anyway, we are back. We could edit that whole five minutes, 10 minutes. <laughs> was gone. Today, we are joined by, uh, with Larry Grimm. He's on the phone right now, right? I am here. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully we are not going to have any phone issues this time. Right, Larry?
4: Larry, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. Um, yeah, it seems like it is raining again, right? But this is Florida and it is summertime but it's not storming so we should be good
2: yeah this is really cool it was really cool and
4: that I went to, what's you're,
2: that? you're breaking up
4: oh I'm sorry how's that
2: oh okay, that's good go ahead and hopefully Larry's phone will be working we had a little glitch there that last segment the power went he's having a storm in his area so are you still here Larry I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Can you All hear right. me?
0: Awesome. Can, yeah.
2: you, can you hear All that? Right. Can you hear this? Can you yeah. hear, can you hear me?
0: Can you
4: hear me now? <laughs> I
2: can hear everyone now.
0: All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Next, babe, we have uh, kind of like a like, do you remember types. Uh, these are a couple of do you remember epi- uh, things that we did and we did a few Charleston theaters and those are always fun to do. Our kids jumped in on that. And so we put a few of those in the compilation here. And so hopefully you enjoyed those.
1: Hopefully we'll have some more of those soon. Yes. <laughs> Honey, I thought that we could invite the Johnsons over for dinner
4: sometime. The Johnsons? That new family that has all the girls with the dresses to the floor? Are you sure you want to go down that road? I mean, their family seems so legalistic. I asked Steve what shows he like to watch and I found out they don't even watch TV.
1: Yeah, I do see what you're saying. When several of the ladies were talking about different songs that we like, Susie said that she likes hymns. I don't think she even knew any of the songs we mentioned.
4: If our kids start hanging out with them, next thing you'll know, they'll stop eating pork and we'll start using these and those.
1: In that case, maybe we should invite them to come on Saturday and see if they're Sabbath keepers.
2: Hi, welcome to churches. Can I take your order? Uh, yeah, I would like contemporary worship with a side of hymns, but not too many. Um, can I have a hip preacher with sermons that have props? And can I make that Sherman short, if you don't mind? Oh, I need four kids programs, definitely that, and two youth group options with no real doctrine, if you don't mind.
3: Yeah, we could do that. Would that be all?
2: Yep, that'll be it. Okay, just pull around to the side of the building. We'll have your order ready. Thank you.
0: All right, babe, this next one is kind of uh, near and dear to Larry and I's hearts. Uh, it was Father's Day uh, almost two years ago, I think, year and a half ago. And we decided, in honor of Father's Day, to do some dad jokes. Everyone loved it. So we went ahead and put it on. So hopefully you will enjoy this.
2: I was actually uh, doing a job this week and I was at this guy's house. And this guy, he was trying to sell me a coffin. <laughs> no joke. And I was like, that is the last thing I need.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. But well, hey, did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? No it's great food just no atmosphere no
2: atmosphere great oh yeah well i went to a guy's house and he had two dogs timex and rolex because they were watchdogs
4: (laughs) (laughs) well i got hit in the head with a can of diet coke today oh no yeah don't worry I'm not hurt. It was a soft drink. It was a soft drink. (laughs) Oh, yeah?
2: Well, 20 years ago, we had Johnny Cash, Bob Hope, and Steve Jobs. Now we have no cash, no hope, and no jobs.
4: I wish that was funny, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when does a joke become a dad joke? Uh, When it
2: becomes a (laughs) parent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My friend was showing me his tool shed and pointed to a ladder. He said, That's my step ladder. He said, I never knew of my real ladder.
4: Mm, that's sad.
0: <laughs> that is.
4: Maybe one day he'll run into his real. <laughs>
0: that's right.
4: <laughs> well, of all the inventions in the last hundred years, the dry erase board. It's got to be the most remarkable. It is
2: the most remarkable. (laughs) That's great. So anyway, this morning, I was on my iPhone, and Siri said, don't call me Shirley, and I accidentally left it in airplane mode.
4: (laughs) You know, we're probably one of few that's going to get that. (laughs) Uh, Well,
2: hopefully some people will get that.
4: Yeah. I asked my date. This is a great, I love this one. I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She never showed up. Oh man! Yeah, I guess the two of us aren't going to work out.
2: I guess you're not. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> have you heard about <laughs> Have you heard uh, Have you heard about the new corduroy pillows?
4: Oh yeah!
2: They're making headlines
4: <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It's one of my favorites. Oh, this is a good I like to, A panic stricken man explained to his doctor, You have to help me. I think I'm shrinking. And the doctor said, No, settle down. You're just gonna have to learn to be a little patient. <laughs> a little patient. But <laughs>
2: that's great.
4: <laughs> you know, I used to hate facial
2: hair, but then it grew on me. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> This copy said to the guy, I'm arresting you for downloading the entire Wikipedia. And the guy explained, wait, I can explain everything.
0: Yeah, with Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, ever since we started quarantining and all this, I've only been able to tell inside jokes.
4: <laughs> so uh, I got a job washing mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really something I can see myself doing.
2: You can see yourself doing it, absolutely. But doom doom Well, I hope you guys enjoy that. That was in honor of Father's Day because every dad has dad jokes. And you, you know what, Larry? Being a father is no laughing matter. It is a serious job and uh, we do take it seriously, but we do like to have a good time and these dad jokes are terrible. They're like paper. So <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> there is no end to the amount of dad jokes we can come up
0: with. All right. I hope you enjoyed those dad jokes. I know they're a little cheesy, but they're funny. Um, all right, babe. I know like um, we used to tell kind of how our week was going. It was more of a podcast and we kind of moved away from that. I don't know if that's a good thing. Or not
1: Maybe for some people it's a good thing, for others not so much.
0: Um, it is, you know, some people do care about that, and so we tried to put in uh, our week and what was going on, and this is just a compilation of some of the best of our week, which are some are, some are funny, uh, and I think most of them are funny, so enjoy that.
2: We have guests over Saturday night, we're up about 9.30, we realize the air conditioning is not working, working. and we have church at our house tomorrow.
1: Right. That's kind of a problem because we have a bunch of people coming and yes. no way to keep them cool.
2: So, and it's the hottest day of the year in Louisiana. Heat, it is hot. Heat
1: advisory on yes. the weather.
2: We're
4: getting close to this island. And I said, Riley, look, there's some dolphins. And every time he'd go look, they'd go under.
2: <laughs> we even uh, burn out our brakes. <laughs> Coming down from uh, the, was it wasn't it Tallulah Gorge, it was the highest point in the Appalachian Mountains, or the Smoky Mountains. Yes, and I've com- been there. Okay, is that the, I forget what they it's, call it.
4: I, yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, it's a pretty steep grade.
2: It is coming down, and I was riding the brakes. Yes. I should have put it in, in two, in which we did stop, and then I did put it in two, and uh, went the rest of the way down. And
4: Friday night, we did a bike ride. 31 and a half miles. miles.
2: You didn't do that up and down mountains, though.
4: Well, not mountains, but it is actually quite hilly, the trail we take, surprisingly. That's a Florida. workout, man. Yeah, and then we ran a mile when we got done. Uh, why? <laughs> well, actually, I didn't actually run the whole mile. Um, my legs started cramping up, but, but, yeah, I could just see you hiking in the mountains.
2: So in the process, we bought a window unit, a pretty nice one, I guess, to cool our living room.
1: Yep, it actually worked quite well.
2: It was fine, so we'll keep it and use it, because it gets a little warm in there with 40-some people and 50 people mm-hmm. in there.
4: Yeah. Right. But we got close to the island where we are going to go, and on our right side, there was a sandbar. The tide was coming in, so it was You can still see the outline of it, but where we were at, the water was a little deeper because it was kind of a hole, and so as we're getting closer to it, the dolphins are coming. We saw one come at us from the side, and then it went right under our canoe, and it swam beside us.
2: We looked at that gorge from four or five different angles. And I was like, I, I get it, man. It's a big hole in the ground. And it's, 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 it's I know I'm going to get a lot of feedback. But, uh, you know, my, my kids, they all love it. And it's just not my thing. But I do like being in it because it is pretty. It is, it's just beautiful.
4: Yeah. yeah family in Georgia, for six weeks in the summertime, they have volleyball at their house. And then you have a meal and then. Some, they do a, a message and some music and
2: stuff. Well, I have found out that I am not a hiker. I, I do not like going up and down mountains, and my legs are really? hurting. Uh, yeah, I just my idea is to rent a cabin in the mountains and sit on the porch and look at it for hours and, and admire God's uh, handiwork. I don't want to get down in the go up and down the mountains. It's just not my thing. I
4: gotta tell you, I'm, it's so hard not to laugh. Because uh, I think that's hilarious
0: all right babe this episode or this clip next clip was from episode two of season two so early on on the season yep. and it was called passive Christianity and uh, we, we kind of like that title and that people a lot of people uh, misunderstood the title until they listened to it they were like oh, I never thought about it uh, but that we need to be more active in our faith and not let the church just do it for us it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. So if you want to go back and and watch that one, go back and watch that one. But this is just a little snippet from that episode. Hopefully you enjoy that one. Thank you.
2: To be active in your Christianity is where convictions come in, I believe. So you have what we were talking about earlier in the the early segment there at the very beginning about you know the church tells you to pray to read your bible, to study, to go witnessing and to be involved in small groups and to come to church and all those things. Those aren't necessarily wrong. But where does that come from? Is that are you trying to appease the church? Are you trying to please the pastor, mm. of the church or is this coming from your heart? Right. So, do I have a conviction. I'll give you a little story. So, when I got saved, the church I was raised they, they were very strict in certain things. Like they, the, Some of the rules that they had were no rated R movies, no dancing, and no alcohol. Now, guess what? I still keep those rules. I don't dance, I don't drink alcohol, and I don't watch rated R movies. Now, what's the difference though? I'm not doing it to please the church that I grew up in. I have no part mm-hmm. of that church anymore. I'm not a member of that church. But by studying the scriptures, I thought, you know what? Those are good things for me not to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's because of a relationship with Jesus Christ that now I'm doing those things because I believe that's what God wants me to do. Right. It has nothing to do with church ordinances or church law. So I hope that does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, that, I mean, it's like in school. Like I said, I would do whatever the teacher told me to do, and I wanted to pass the test, so I just simply was following what they said. But now, like in my Christian walk. I look at the Bible and I consider and I pray and I seek God for how to live my life. I'm right. not following any set of right. rules. And
2: let's be fair, the, the church has leaders and different people that are different levels of maturity, and they're there to help us, too. Yeah. So, I mean, if someone is saying, hey, maybe you you should think about not drinking alcohol, you know, we should probably take that seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and, and say, why? You know, we're, we don't have all the information when we first get saved. And so, these things come from a relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost. They don't come from church dictates. So I think to, you know, some of those things that you were talking about can create passivity by those laws. But at the same time, that's where the heart comes in. Those, Those things may look like you're doing the same things, but one is more passive and one is aggressive. And only you know that as a person. Are you doing those things because you feel like you're, I have to or else... I can't go to heaven, or the church is not going to be happy with me, or because I want to do these things. That's kind of what we're talking about here. The the Even in passive Christianity, I think we could be doing a lot of things,
0: but our heart's not yeah. really a part of it. Okay, this next one is episode six from season two called...
1: Roles of husbands and wives. Divine order,
0: and that was the first part. It was a three-part series, and we covered the first part, divine order, and so that's what this clip is uh, that we're going to be showing you. Uh, the funny part about this one is when you, if you're watching it on YouTube, at the intro it has R O L L S. Oh, that's that's part two. No, never mind. That wasn't part one. The roles of husbands. So that, I thought that was pretty comical. But anyway, hopefully you enjoy this one.
2: We know how it's like to feel to be under a boss that is a jerk, (laughs) you know? A boss or a government that isn't exactly doing what we think they should be doing. So how many times have we complained against the government, against the police, against our bosses? I don't know about you, Chuck, but I complain
3: a good bit. Yeah, that happens. I, I've done <laughs> a fair share of complaining here and there. I think there. we all do. I think we all complain at different times about, uh, about the people who are in authority over us. Sure. Um, it's just, uh, it kind of goes without saying that that happens. Yes. Uh, but the, the point you're trying to make here is that there is an authority structure in the culture that we live in. Right. And as we begin to talk about the the authority structure and the divine order within within a home, within the husband and the wife, we need to realize that, hey guys, we have a higher authority that we're, yes. that we have to answer to. So when we talk about here in a little bit that the wife is to submit and be a submissive helpmate, help yes. meet, right. that she in the same way is, is looking to our authority and we need to res- have the mutual respect.
2: Right. Does it make me better? And actually, I could be a pretty bad at it, and, you know, but you respect the position, right. more of respecting the person, even though I would like you to respect me personally, but it's more of because God has set these things in order for a reason, and once we go, the, the very first thing that we talked about, or maybe it was the second thing, the 1B, the, the was that where do these things come from? The Bible. From the scriptures, from God, that's the important thing, not just from what I feel. If it was left up to what I feel, I don't care. Honestly, it'd be like, whatever. But because God cares and God says that, then now I care. I need to care. Look, I am not thrilled with the direction America's going in, right? I think a lot of us out there aren't necessarily thrilled with the direction uh, America's going in. But guess what? some women out there aren't thrilled with the direction their families are going in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. You know? Hey, wait, you're saying that too too, too happily there, babe. Uh, but, you, you know, so we are, in America, we have this idea that freedom, we have this idea of freedom, we can voice our opinions, and sometimes that can create a rebellious attitude. Yeah. And guess who that spills into? Spills into your wife and your children. So you better be very careful. I'm not just saying do the company line and obey the government and everything. You know, we, we do want to question certain things at times. But if we have that attitude of realizing our place in all of this, that I'm under authority here. I want my wife to be on authority, so maybe I need to check myself and and uh, make that clear. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. The key verse right here, I mean, we're, we're the head of a woman, and that is the important part. So, Ephesians five twenty three. 23, Chuck, you wanted to say something? No, I was going okay. to go on with that one. Okay. okay.
1: For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body.
2: Same thing, right? So. Yes. right so he goes on a little bit further here, that he's the savior of the body, think about that wow yeah. you know that that's crazy so in the same way that Christ is the savior we are to be the savior also now we cannot save their souls or no, anything like that but it is in the same comparison that is our duty um so anyway oh, that was the last verse right okay yeah. so
3: so the next thing that we had here is that it's interesting to point out that the bible never commands a husband to be the head of the wife it simply states that he is. That's right, and this
2: is uh, this is something that a lot of guys feel like we have to to make sure everyone knows. Like, but it, but God doesn't have to tell. Just like God doesn't have prove Himself in the Bible, He is. And he just says, it is, I am. And so in the same way, he doesn't have to, like I said, he put that, he he, uh, never commands the husbands. He just says, you are. This is his structure. This is the order that God has it. And this is why he asks the ladies to submit to that. This is, he doesn't ask men to submit to the ladies. He asks us to submit to God to Christ. Yeah. Yes, all of us to submit to Christ, but this is the chain of command and I think that is very important. And quite honestly, and I think you can attest to this too, Chuck, that if you get these things, if you understand your role in God's economy, it goes so much better.
3: Yeah, it goes it does.
2: smoother. It, it, when a wife is doing her thing, the husband's doing her thing and you work together, it brings so much more peace. And I know ladies out there are like, well, that's because you're in charge. But
1: I, I mean, that's my wife. I would say the same thing. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Thank you. I, <laughs> I made her say that. So.
0: <laughs> okay. So this next clip is from uh, season two, episode 21. Yeah. And it's called Youthful Romance, which is a. Everyone has questions about this. What do we do with the young people as they're falling in love, right? And uh, we want to be very intentional about it. And if you want to go check that episode back, go back and check that one out. It was a really popular one also for that one. And we're kind of in the midst of all that. So it's kind of close to home for us. But hopefully you enjoy that one also.
4: My point of this is you should start talking about marriage with your kids when they're young.
2: Yes. Throughout their Lice. Yes, and, and uh, that that's kind of the right—that's right. the direction I was headed, right? Yeah. I was going to say the right answer, but, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm right here. Am I right or am I right or am I right? But— I think I am. But it's—if if you're not talking to your kids about marriage, they are seeing— Right, they're going to yeah. see it. —the example of marriage, Right. right? In your life, and so they're learning about marriage by what you say, by what you do, how you treat each other. They're formulating what they think about well, marriage.
4: Yeah. The other important thing about that is they're seeing you as parents as the example of what marriage is. Right. So, what kind of example are you giving? That's a that's a nice challenge. That Hopefully, is Larry with a yeah, challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's Larry. Yeah. Um, Hi. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm still there. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't written a book about it yet. No, no that would be good. <laughs> so, well,
1: well that's it. Our, our kids, some of them, saw these notes, and they were like, "Well, we did that." Our whole lives, like we talked about marriage. It's yeah, just we, we were not we...
2: afraid to talk about, believe it or not, we were not afraid to talk about anything in front of our kids. Right. We, we talked about these things uh, for, for hours. We would just talk yeah. about ideas. We would see things in people's lives, and we would talk about it and be like, what do you think about this? Or it, when they would go to a shindig, way before they were able to be... Uh, married. Right? You know, they be like, "Well, what you like people? Why do you like people? Well, that, you're not ready for this, so just let it die, you know, let it yeah. it's go to sleep on this." And but why do you like certain things? Cuz when you talk to your kids about these things, it
0: reveals their heart. Okay, so this next clip came from episode season 2, episode 22, and we called it Worthy of It All, only because that was the name. That
1: was the theme for our Shindig.
0: Right, the, the Shindig that we did this past year. That was the theme and we want to just recap everything that went on at the shindig and just talked about uh, what we, uh, the messages that were taught and that, that had that driving theme of, of Christ being worthy of it all and I thought it went over pretty well. So that uh, we just did a recap on that and I know some people weren't able to come to the shindig and that really kind of blessed them to, to kind of feel part still. So anyway, if you enjoy this clip too.
2: The Great Commission is great but it's not really spoken of a lot in the New Testament, and I wondered why, you know, why. And as I was studying through a lot of the different things, I noticed a theme throughout the New Testament, which was, love one another. And what does that look like? You know, Obviously, it's easy to say love one another, and I know a lot of people say, well, I love him, but I left him. You know, (laughs) I I divorced him, but I still love him. I'm like, well, your actions aren't really... They don't line eh, up. Right, it's kind of interesting. But we get so caught up, go, 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 love the people out there, and then despise and hate the people, kind of like what you were saying, Chuck. Your love is gonna show itself the most in the closest relationships. If you hate the people that are closest, you probably are a person that is not of love. Yeah. And and so, your wife and your kids and your neighbors and all, they know you the best. That's who you really are but, at the heart of it. That's
4: really who oh you yeah. are. Yeah. Isn't it, uh, was it in First John talked about that? It yes. says, how can you love God yep. whom you haven't seen, yep. but you don't love your brother whom you have seen? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that That's kind of the theme that we were going with uh, in those verses. <laughs> And uh,
2: love, love, love. And and so why love? Because he's worthy of it. Not because Chuck's, you know, lovely or Larry's lovely, even though they're very lovely people. Um, (laughs) Or even my wife. You know, my wife is very lovely, but I don't even love her because she's deserving of it or loving are lovely. It's because that's what God wants me to do. And I forget my own quote. I had a quote up there, but it's uh, something about love is not a feeling to be attained or something. It's a, it's a command to be obeyed. Right. And we obey to love. And uh, this is something that the church has failed, that there's over 20-some verses in the New Testament about loving one another and what that looks like. And this is actually the thing that will define us. Yeah. And that you yeah. love one another, and we have such a problem with that. And we would rather love the the person in Africa or China, and not our. We would not take the
3: time and effort in our own um, household. We have this. We have this thing that the people that are closest to us are the ones that's hardest to love. Right. Yeah. And... It should be the opposite. Yes, Yes. it should be the opposite So we focus at home, we focus from the inward out And work on the relationships that we have at home And that's, from there we're able to go out to other people But we have a struggle I mean, within the groups that we run with We have a struggle within these families Of, um, we want I mean, we've separated ourselves from the world Through homeschooling, we've done things to pull our kids Out of the world, but we get to a point where Still problems There's still issues, there's still problems And we have difficulty addressing those And the relationship between the husband and the wife Gets in, and you know that's the the core of the home. Which you right. have problems there. You have the the husband who's not doing what he's supposed to do to be able to lead or take com, take control. The uh, not control responsibility for what mm-hmm. God has given to him, and the mm-hmm. wife doesn't isn't willing to actually play her part and do her role. And the children are the same way. The children then get. They get um. What was the, how did the Bible put it? They get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. You know, and they so then they're at a point where I, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that day I can get out of here. Right. So my heart went in from that. That's where I went from was the the idea that you know why why are we like this? Why do we want to? Why are we doing this? And why why is things why is Satan being able to win? I'm tired yep. of seeing Satan win. Yep. I agree. And um, the thing that came back, kept coming back to me, is, is we're just not willing to do what the Bible says. It's, yeah. That's right. at the
4: heart of it, right? that is
2: yeah. And that's kind of. How he's, he's he got so to to, to paint a picture like you're like well how what do you mean Chuck goes off is <laughs> he just stood up and started going off so he's up there for the singing yes he, yeah we, he's the kind of the lead singer up there and we're all up there the band's up there uh, I'm up there playing guitar Sarah's singing too and. And um, so he has the microphone in his hand. Yeah, so be careful
3: you put a microphone.
2: <laughs> so it wasn't like he just went up there and got got crazy, but he was just leading us in prayer. And then as he just he just went off and just said, "Do you believe this book is true?" And he held, held up the Bible, and, and he didn't say, "Is it true?" He was mm-hmm. like, "Do you believe it's true? Do you believe it's true?" And um, because if
3: it, if it is, then. What are we doing? Yeah. Right. To steal your word at the end of of your phrase, at the end of the day, you can't make someone believe what they don't want to believe. Right. Yep. Yep. And, you know, like Elijah says, why halt you between two opinions? If God is Lord, serve him. If Baal, serve him. Yeah, exactly. It's either true or it's not. Uh, Yeah. There's no middle ground. Right. I mean, and it's true. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, it's I, really it, it depends absolutely. Whether right. we you agree. believe it's true, and we're
2: all on the same page on that one. <laughs> well, yes. that, but and,
3: that
4: actually is part of the problem is because churches nowadays they don't teach that they say no. it is God's but, word, but they don't actually believe it to yeah, you be. you can't so. treat
3: it like the you can't treat it like the um, uh, the Sunday buffet. Right. Pick right. what you want and leave the rest. Right. Right. It's it's either all or nothing. Right. You know. Are you we willing believe to believe this? If you
4: are, then do it. And, well that's the other thing is we're not called to the the life of a Christian or a believer is not one to look to the Bible to make them happy. It's are you gonna believe God and you're gonna are you gonna be obedient to what he called you to do? Yeah.
2: Because he's worthy.
4: Because he's exactly. worthy. Exactly, because right. he's it has worthy. has nothing to do
2: with us. It right. has nothing to do with our happiness, even though I, I would think that you would be happy serving him, but it's because he is right. worthy of it. I mean, right. even when
3: it talks about those relationships, when Paul talks about the relationships in Ephesians and Colossians, he says, do it as unto the Lord. Yeah. Right. You know, don't 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 do it because the husband's worthy of it right. because he's, yeah. probably he's probably not. not no. yeah. We know he's not. But God right. is.
4: You know, don't right. do it because God asked you to do something. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It right. doesn't matter yeah. if the other person is deserving.
0: All right, babe. This one is uh, this one is all you right. This next clip. Uh, this is from episode 18, season two. Uh, Should Christians listen to secular music? This one was we went back and forth on this one a good bit. And this next clip. Sarah takes control, and she goes off on a little bit of a tangent, right?
1: I wasn't trying to take control, but I have strong opinions I about know. the subject. That's
0: so. fine. It made for good interaction. So, hopefully you enjoy this little snippet. Thank you.
2: Sarah's kind of quiet over here. You're in yeah, the chick so. chair. What do you got to, what do you got to say? <laughs> oh, come on. I want to know what you Well. Got a fish for it.
1: I would, um unfortunately Let's disagree. disagree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I That's the well, it's just that I think Christians should only listen to Christian music and not that there's those, you know, once one, every once in a while songs that come up or whatever, yep, a love song yep, that yep. we might enjoy hearing together, whatever. But I think pretty much Christians should just listen to Christian music. And I think comparing it to food is kind of, um, the Bible doesn't tell us what we have to have to eat. Well, Old Testament, what sure. We have to yeah. listen to, but it does tell us what we had to think on, and we're supposed yes. to set our affection on things above. And I don't see how that goes with that. And it says whatsoever is true, lovely, good, report if there be any virtue, if there you be any praise. You're jumping ahead, babe. You're think jumping ahead. Things. Okay, wait. Just wait a minute. We're all yeah. jumping, so, but because
4: so, so, I got a point <laughs> okay, to no. that. Okay, oh, okay. Um, we got so, another rebuttal. Yeah. So
1: we're told what to think on, and we're told to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So, so all those things are the things that I'm supposed to have my my thoughts on. I'm supposed right. to meditate on His word day and night, and I can't meditate on His word while I'm listening to what stuff that you're okay listening to. Yeah, that's a good
3: point Yeah, that's a very good point I don't I don't disagree with that So, well, so, I, so I mean, I that's just
1: That's that's where I am And, like, for me Like, I never listen to secular music So in order for me to find Some secular, okay music I'm going to have to listen To how much To where I can be like Oh, well, this one's actually oh, An yeah. okay song And I'm like yeah, I'm just yeah. not going to do that no, I, I just don't want right.
3: to fill my mind yeah, right. I, of course, agree so, with I, my I, wife and, and, and you don't have the background That we did Which I is don't. why we did The background of <laughs> right. Right. With. Yep. So, you know I can, I can reach back Into the jukebox of my mind And say, oh, there's that one I like that one Right (laughs) Okay, Larry, Larry, have at it.
4: Well, no, I was going to say, we need to distinguish between Christian and biblical. Because just because it has a Christian label doesn't necessarily mean it's Christian. Or it doesn't necessarily mean it's biblical. So...
1: That's true, and yeah. we're going to get into yeah, that, but um, I right. right. pretty much... Uh, You're jumping
4: ahead again. I'm going to oh, at sorry, least start
1: <laughs> with, it has to be Christian. Biblical is even better, and we'll get into that, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah like when
2: I, when I got saved, it was, like I said, immediately I threw all my stuff away and just went to praise and worship. I mean, and, and that's a whole other thing, you know, we'll save in three episodes from now or something, I don't know. But I just strictly went to, I, I, once I got saved, uh, it, it changed my life. I didn't want to do anything that was against God. I didn't want to feed the flesh in any way. And so to me, the the decision was so simple. And I was part of a church that actually had fun at church. And so we sang some songs, and, um, and so I wanted to listen to those songs. And I would just remember sitting there... Uh, listening to these songs. And if I listen to them today, they have that same kind of feeling on some of the other songs, except for they worship God. And I can remember, like, Holy is the Lord by David Bell, you know, we're going back 35 years or something like that. And I just, you know, would lay there in my bed and just cry because of what God has done for me and that He is holy. And and that's what I want to think about, and that's what I want to sing about, and that's what I want to input into my ears. Now... You know what levels? That's the that's the hard that's that's where you're going to have to come in your Christian walk, and you know I, I understand what Larry's getting at. I, trust me, I understand. We we don't want to make law here where you you can't ever participate in something where uh, it it might fit for a certain occasion or whatever. But if you need something that's pumping you up and you got a school, well, there's always Jesus Freak, okay? You can always pump that. That's a good one.
0: (laughs) We got got that one on our side. So the next one here is episode, what was it, 23? It's called uh, Answering a Question About Bible Versions and things like that. And this one was uh, um, one that everyone wanted to hear because they had a lot of people have uh, strong opinions on this one. And so anything you wanted to say? It's a good one. It's a good one. Go check it out. This is just a clip from it. Uh, Thank you.
2: The actual words of God matter and changing it just a little bit may not seem like a big deal, but in the long run, it could have ramifications you're not aware about. So, that's why we want to make sure
4: that we keep God's Word. Well, Uh, just a little word. Like the word A can make a difference. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, A God and the God right. are huge, 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 and he's a small word. Okay, Matthew twenty-four thirty-five. what do we got there?
1: Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away.
2: They won't, th- these are promises of God, and it seems like the enemy is really wanting to take a step at trying to take uh, confuse everybody. Not necessarily take it away. It's kind of like what he did in the garden. Did God say? He didn't say that God didn't say it, but he is kind of, well, kind of he did, but he's he's not trying to get rid of the Bible. The better thing is to confuse the matter right. and that we're all not on the same page and we're all fighting amongst ourselves and what really it says. And, and so what a better way.
0: All right. This next one, what episode is this, babe?
1: Episode 24.
0: Dead works. So this one was a fun one to do uh this one's a little bit more we're getting more and more recent here so are closer to to live and uh so yeah this one is just a, a clip of us talking about dead works and what really you think are dead works uh you'd be probably probably uh, more surprised so go check that one out too
2: The first commandment, when the guy came up to Christ and said, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, "Uh, what's the greatest commandment? He's looking for one answer, and Jesus gave him two answers, honestly. And because those two things are really one. And he said, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so those two are connected. They have to be connected. If you love God, you're going to love your neighbor. And the same thing here is if you have a faith... It's going to show itself in some form, yes. and and, and right. the point is to get it in the right order. Though, is that James is not saying to focus on works here. Um, he's not saying brag about what you're doing. No, you know he's like, saying
3: look in the mirror. Right,
2: like, I could brag about my faith, I'll show you my faith. He's not, that's not what he like, he's like what you're saying. He's like, oh, it, you can't do this. That, that He's pointing a, an impossibility that faith has to have works, and if, if you're, look around, if you're not seeing change in your life, then maybe you should look in the mirror. Right. Yeah. And
3: really yeah. examine what you believe. The simple thing is, works cannot produce faith, but faith will produce works. Yeah, I like that. Put that yeah. quote yeah. up there. Yeah. Quote yeah, by Chuck is, is that original? <laughs> that was just came off the top oh, of my right, nice. wow, head. <laughs> yes. Nice. yes, I like that. Can we, that copyright a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: copyright
2: No, I like that. That, that's, that, uh, uh, that is really
0: good. Okay, this next one, this next clip uh, comes from the episode 17 of season 2 that was called
1: Finding community.
0: Finding community. And a lot of people try to find utopia on earth. And how do we go about doing that? How do we find that? Or can we find that? And uh, so this was just a clip of that. So uh, hopefully I like this one too.
1: Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ.
0: Yeah,
2: ye uh, one another's bur- How can you do that if you're not able to help? I, I mean, just on a practical level if you're living closely like a neighbor I need to borrow something true I, I yeah. got I got something for you uh, we have friends of ours in Mississippi that like live on top of each other literally yeah, they, they, on the, they got a community right there yeah. Yeah. and they're always borrowing stuff and they're in deeply involved in each other's lives, which can be a good thing and a bad thing at times. I, I, I don't
3: know. Uh, I don't live that. Uh, well, of course, the Grimms live with us. They're pretty
2: close. Yeah. Right, yeah.
3: Uh, yep. <laughs> but yeah, we got, you know, I've got my in-laws next door. We've also got um, uh, uh, some nephew of mine living nearby. So he's like, well, we're the same way. It's like, hey, last night we were calling around. Do you have any of this? I need some yeah. of this for a recipe. Yeah, <laughs> this? comes in handy. Yeah, It's a nice help to have. And even
2: recently in our fellowship, we've had... Some things go down, and the the we're not a huge fellowship, but the the people are uh, coming together to to help someone in need. You right, know, okay. his wife passed away, and he's needing ne- uh, help. So, not trying to pat ourselves on the back. This is just what the body of Christ is supposed to do. That's right. And I don't want the world to take care of this, so we we should step in. And it, it is a little bit. Out of our comfort zone But this is something that We should take pleasure in doing
3: Yeah You know We can look at this in, in Galatians 6 two, And it says Bury you one other, That's a command I mean that's telling us to do yeah. it It's right. not It's not an option not suggested. If you feel like yeah. it Or right. if you're around somebody who needs it It's telling you to do it So I mean If you don't have People around you To where you can help When they have need Yep you can't fulfill this. Nope. Yeah. So.
2: Gotta start looking around.
3: Yeah. What burden can I carry? You know, what burden can I look for? Let
2: us
1: hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Yeah,
2: this is one of those one another verses, and yeah. and we love this is on the back of our our t-shirts not, not uh, the, the shindig t-shirts that we, we have. Yeah. This is an important verse that I really like. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, this is like going to church verse. Uh, sure, but it's really, what, what do you do? Let us consider one another. So I gotta consider Chuck. Mm-hmm. I gotta consider my wife. I've gotta consider the young people in our fellowship and the people in our community. What am I, con- I gotta consider how to um, provoke one another to love and to good works. To so that they don't forsake one another, and and all these things, I, how do I? So that's accountability, right there. Yes, that I, I got to consider how I can keep you to be a better father and a better husband and, right. and a better Christian in general. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's a thing. duty
3: that we have I mean, whenever we're around uh, when we're around folks. We should be able to to see where to fit in and where we can actually do that. Everybody has, you said, some gift, right? and mm-hmm. we should be able to utilize that in a way to exhort other people and provoke them to good works, to, to be able to do those things. Um you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Some, in some situations, it may be difficult to do that. It may be difficult yep. to take that from somebody. Absolutely. But that's what we're talking about. That's what, if it's done in a spirit of love, it's done in the right format, that, or if you're asking for it, even. Yep. You need people around you who can be able to, you, and you also need to be that person. Well, this is a good test of
2: community and church and fellowship and whatever you have surrounding you, is how can you take correction Mm. Can you give it? Can you take it? Or are you just going to take your bags and go home? You're going to say, "That's it. I'm out of here. I can't take this anymore. I don't like what you're doing. We can't talk it out. We can't discuss it. We can't pray about it. We can't challenge one another anymore. I'm just going to take my ball and go home." And that's that's a sign of immaturity. And if that's that's been you in the past, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. But but we have to be able to. We, it's not saying that we can't ever separate. But we have to separate on terms that are good, that we know that we're still in good relationship, Mm -hmm. that we can have talked about the issues, that we have tried whatever we could to make it work. And if at the end of the day it doesn't really work, that we can get together for fellowship or whatever, then so be it. But have we exercised everything? Have we done mm -hmm. all the one another's? Have we done all those things? Have we done all these things that we know we're supposed to do?
0: Okay, so this next clip is an old one, an oldie but a goodie. I uh, got a lot of flack from this, and I had to learn to watch my, my tone. But this one was from Church and Money, and I just went off on Pastors Making Money and, and stuff like that. You were not even on the show back then. Mm, nope. No, it wasn't even my Mike and Sarah show yet. Uh, it was just me and Larry. Larry and I were, were doing the show on the phone, and uh, just strictly a podcast, so that's why there's no video. But I thought it was fun. You know, this show, we like smart and funny. And if you can't handle that, then that's too bad. If it it just ruffles your feathers a little too much, then then get over it. But anyway, so that's just a little clip of what it is. And uh, hopefully you won't be too offended.
2: Let me tell you something, pastors, if you want to relate to your congregation, if you have this traditional institutional church, you would be better off going and get a real job so you can relate to the average person. You sit in your little cozy office, spending your time with the secretary and reading your little books that you spend all this time and you can't relate to what it's like to be a real man out there working and getting uh, and having a hard time at work, coming home and raising your kids. And I remember one guy on a podcast was saying, man, I have to do all those things and i have to pastor i'm like i've done that before give me a break you do not get out there and sweat and and work hard, and build houses, and dig ditches, and mow lawns, and stuff like that. You sit in your little office and read your little books, and then you come out and talk to little people about their little problems, and then you wonder, and I have to, and you make make it seem like your job is the hardest job on the face of the earth. Look, buddy, part of the qualification of being an elder is that you want to do this. You should take pleasure in doing this. Stop complaining. If you want money, go get a job.
0: All right, and this next one, we're actually going to continue next week, this topic, and this is the five reasons why we
1: are not Calvinists.
0: Right, and this one struck a chord with some people, I guess, and got a lot of questions and all that kind of stuff, so we're going to answer some of those questions next week and we're going to get into it, but it's a very important topic and I hope you guys enjoy this next clip.
2: So, number one, you know, a part of this for God's character is his love. Right. We know that God is love, right? Yep. He has a love for all, which is John 3.16. Yep. Which Which we all
1: know, for God to love the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now,
2: I'm not doing injustice to the Calvinists, because if you study Calvinism... They will say this, and they're quite blatant about it. And they say, "Well, it doesn't. Act, the world doesn't mean the world there. Right. It means the elect. Yeah. For God so loved the elect." So when they go out <laughs> witnessing, do they do not say to sinners that God love? Do you know that God loves you? Yeah, because they, they don't believe that. They, yeah, they don't know that. Right? They, yeah. If you're if you're one of the elect, he does. Yeah, but he hates everybody else, and that's that's, <laughs> that's what they'll say. Yeah, and um, you know you're
4: one of the elect if you're saved. Yeah, right, right. And you're saved because you're one of the elect. Well, yeah. that clears yeah. up everything. That's, that's, yes. That's, clear, as, <laughs> clear as the Mississippi River.
3: Truly, you have a dizzying <laughs>
4: intellect.
2: Yes, <laughs> and, and, indeed. So, we know that God is love, and he loves all. John three sixteen. What about 1 John 4, 8?
1: It says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love.
2: So, the point there, God is love. Right. We know this. That, that That is his nature. So, to say that, you know, that uh, he doesn't love the whole world... That that's impugning on God that his character is, it's it's challenging his character yeah. of is it's, he a really a loving God or is he is he um, what's the word I'm looking for is he two faced basically right
4: yeah well we, we you mentioned earlier about the um, uh, which one was it we were talking about unconditional election how God elected some to be saved and some not to by default right well then that means he created a lot of people that he would just condemn. To hell.
2: Yeah, then they would say, for his good pleasure. And how is that love? That uh, doesn't make any sense. It, sense yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And um, yeah, his love, so his love would want the whole
4: world saved. Right. But yet it's not happening. His will even is that they would all be saved. I, I was going to say, yeah, because it says God's not willing that any should perish. Right. But that all should come to repentance.
2: So his love, He. how does God demonstrate his love? That he sent... His Jesus
1: only. to the earth to die for our sins right. Right. for all of us for all of us right that's he,
2: that is love yeah uh, and so that is why he sent you know and they would have to justify it by saying well that's just for the elect mm-hmm.
4: and, and no 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 it says the whole yeah, well world. and how do you read that into it that it's just for the elect because you, you're a Calvinist yeah exactly right? <laughs> and a you, little bias there yeah just a little <laughs> bit
0: all right guys well thank you for for watching the best of if uh, some of your best moments didn't make this, please email us at talk at org and let us know your favorite moments. You can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Mike Charleston Show, and let us know some of your favorite moments on there. Um, Like I asked you some of your favorite moments. uh, Most of our favorite moments are behind the scene things that we had troubles with. And uh, we we come up with notes and we know our show pretty well, but the, the intro... We have a little hard time with that, don't we? Pretty much. I have a hard time with Although that.
1: Although sometimes you get it on the first try, and that's uh, always pretty cool. <laughs> but sometimes
0: if you're watching. So hopefully this next year we're going to include live streaming so you can see some of the behind the scenes. Um, but uh, but other than that, we just really appreciate everyone for taking their time to watch and listen. I know there's other things you can listen, but please tell a friend if you like the show and uh, tell them about what we do. We're, we're trying to make this serious and fun at the same time and that's always very difficult notice we didn't have any game show clips in there Mm. but uh, anyway so thank you again for listening and we'll see you next week
1: I guess we'll see you next year
0: next year that's right end of the year Mm -hmm. all right
1: Hi, I'm Joshua Charleston, the producer
4: for The Mike Charleston Show. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please help us spread the word by liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, or just tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email us at talk at believers.org. We look forward
3: to hearing from you.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show.